0: This is Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday edition of the podcast. A lot to get to on today's edition of the show. We are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're going to talk about the response to the NCAA, the BYU men's basketball program, and BYU as a university had to the decision to uphold the vacation of two seasons of records for BYU basketball here in this first segment. We'll also catch up with Tennessee, and we'll talk with Josh Ward, a guy we had on a couple of weeks ago. He joined us once again to talk about the Volunteers ahead of the game on Saturday. What is the vibe around Knoxville after that upset loss to Georgia State for Volunteers fans? You'll hear from Josh Ward about that. And of course, we'll catch up on everything else going on in BYU Sports News as we roll through today's podcast. Today's show brought to you by our good friends, our title sponsor on the podcast, Deseret First Credit Union. We'll tell you about them here in just a minute. Also brought to you today by Vivid Seats, my bookie, and No House Advantage. We'll tell you about all of those great companies as today's podcast rolls on. But first things first, let's talk a little bit about Deseret First Credit Union. They share a faith-based bond with all of their members, but they also celebrate the unique goals and passions of those individual members. So they're asking right now, "What is your focus? What is your why? Whatever it might." Might be Have you thought about refinancing your home to save money and help fund that passion project? Refinancing your home doesn't have to cost you anything or even be hard. And with rates still low, now is a great time to refinance your mortgage and keep more money in your pocket. I think every one of us who's listening to this podcast who has ever had a mortgage, considered getting a mortgage. We all want to keep extra money in our pockets. Well, DFCU can help you do that. The Deseret First Credit Union Mortgage Team will work with you to find the right loan for your financial situation. Whether it's your first home, fifth home, or an investment project, Property, they are ready to help. Call them, 801-456-7070, or visit dfcu.com to apply in just five minutes or less, guys. Deseret First Credit Union, you know why, we show how. Membership and eligibility required, OAC, terms and conditions apply, equal housing lender. Now that that's out of the way, let's get to it. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for September 5th, 2019. <coughs> What's up, guys? I'm Jay Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for taking the time to download the show on a Thursday. We're just a couple of days away from BYU in Tennessee, squaring off in Knoxville. I will be making the trip to Tennessee. If you guys are making the trip, let me know. I'd love to meet up with you guys, say hi, etc. You can follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, Locked On Cougars. You can follow my personal Twitter feed, at Jacob C. Hatch. And, of course, you can always drop Drop the show a note via email by emailing us at lockedonbyu at gmail.com. All right, let's start off on the BYU basketball front yesterday. A statement coming out from the university, and fiery statement at that. Uh, BYU, of course, had uh, appealed the decision by the NCAA to vacate two seasons' worth of wins as a result of the Nick Emery uh, situation where he took impermissible benefits. Uh, BYU felt like losing those two seasons' worth of records, the wins in particular on Dave Rose's record, were egregious over the top and didn't need to be imposed and they had appealed that but the NCAA came back yesterday and decided to uphold the vacation of the records and BYU responded with this and I'm going to quote directly from the release from the school. So here you go, quote We are disappointed with the decision announced today by the NCAA Infractions Appeals Committee upholding the decision to impose a penalty vacating two seasons of BYU men's basketball records. This penalty is truly unprecedented for a case in which this institution had no knowledge of or involvement in the infractions. The NCAA wrongly suggested the case precedent supports this this decision, but the undisputed fact is this is the first time that the NCAA Committee on Infractions, COI, has vacated team records where the institution itself was not aware of and had no involvement in the violations. And Nick Emery has been very clear, he said on social media yesterday, that this didn't involve Coach Rose, BYU is a university, it was him alone who acted inappropriately here. And I have to agree with him. I think it's kind of dumb that the NCAA is doing this. They're swinging a big hammer and beating on a team that doesn't necessarily necessarily deserve it. I, I, put on Twitter yesterday the quotes uh, from the late Jerry Tarkanian, the longtime coach at UNLV, also uh, coached at Long Beach State, if I'm not mistaken, as well as Fresno State. But he said that the NCAA is so mad at Kentucky, they're going to slap probation for two more years on Cleveland State. He also made another variation of it later on, saying they're so upset with UCLA they're going to put Northridge, speaking of Cal State Northridge, on probation for two years. It really does look this way, that the NCAA is beating up on on a mid-major where they have all these other issues going on in college basketball. Of course, the FBI probe into paying players to play, even paying to even get in-home visits, but the NCAA don't worry, we're going to ban Yoli Childs for 9 games just for you know a paperwork snafu when he was trying to navigate the turning pro process as a, as a coaching change was taking place at BYU and now we have a young man in Nick Emery who went rogue, took some impermissible benefits, the university uh, has made it very clear they had no knowledge of him doing this and the NCAA is still going to swing that hammer and beat them down I don't get it. I don't think it's fair. I don't think the NCAA is being uh, very smart in this regard because it just sets an ugly precedent that you can just go, and, you know, if any kid acts inappropriately, these programs are supposed to have 24-7 oversight over all these young men. And I get that there's an argument to be made that BYU probably should have been aware of who Nick Emery was associating with, letting boosters have access to the locker room. Yeah, that's an issue, but it's not... (laughs) It doesn't make sense here that the, the NCAA is saying, you know what, you had one guy who took impermissible benefits. So those two years worth of records, yeah, you can't have those. I also think that just the vacation of records by the NCAA is quite possibly the most asinine thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like Reggie Bush, the entire era of Reggie Bush at USC doesn't exist, according to the NCAA. Well, I saw with my own eyes a guy who tore up Fresno State and multiple other high-level college football teams, won a national championship and a Heisman Trophy. You can't tell me that didn't happen. Happen. So, NCAA, you guys do you. I know you guys feel all high and mighty, and we, we did we did our job, but. Get off your high horse. You guys got so many other issues going on in college basketball, and you're making BYU the whipping boy when you have other programs like North Carolina, Arizona, LSU. All these coaching staffs have been paying players thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars to come play for their programs. But we're gonna just going to sweep that under the rug. Here, at BYU, you guys get to be the poster child for NCAA enforcement. Doesn't make sense. It's egregious. It's over the top. And, The NCAA, just a farce once again. Anyways, that's just my thought on what happened with BYU, and I completely understand why BYU's fiery statement came out like they did. They came out firing against the NCAA, and it absolutely makes sense to me. You can read up more on it. Go to byucougars.com. They've got the full statement there. I only quoted about a third of it, but unfortunate situation all the way around. Here's hoping BYU basketball can move on now and have a successful season going forward. All right, before we step aside here, I need to remind you guys about No House Advantage. No House Advantage is taking an exciting new spin on daily fantasy sports. Instead of salary cap drafting, No House Advantage offers daily player prop contests. Hopefully that makes sense. This platform levels the playing field for you so you have a higher likelihood of winning here than when playing traditional fantasy sports contests. Each contest contains anywhere from 5 to 10 player props across a vast majority of sports. NFL, college football, MLB, NBA, college basketball, PGA Tour, and NASCAR events all have player prop bets. For example, in the college football realm, will Tua tunga throw for more than two touchdowns in the, in the Crimson Tide's upcoming game? All you do is you simply select the over-under for each prop and rank each pick based on your confidence of it being correct. You'll earn points based on those correct picks and compete against other players for cash prizes all you got to do guys is go download the no house advantage app now from the app store and use the promo code locked on receive two free tokens when you purchase two tokens that's a ten dollar value that's promo code locked on receive two free tokens when you purchase two certain state limitations may affect your ability to participate in paid contests check it out guys no house advantage proud partner of locked on cougars and the locked on podcast network Locked on Cooper your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks again for joining us on a Thursday edition of the podcast. Going to switch gears and talk some BYU football now. Had a chance to catch up with Josh Ward. He is the host of Locked On Vols, the daily podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network that covers the Tennessee Volunteers to talk about the vibe around the program after that upset loss to Georgia State last week for Tennessee. So let's get to it. Here is Josh Ward with myself talking Tennessee football right here on Locked On Cougars. Josh, first thing out of the gates here is, of course, Tennessee comes off a disappointing loss to Georgia State. Can you kind of describe how Tennessee fans have, been, have responded to that loss this week?
1: In a number of different ways. Uh, there's been a lot of anger, a lot of frustration, and uh, I'd say that some fans have uh, expressed a feeling of, you know what, I'm going to check out, and if things get back in the right direction, I'll come back. But uh, it's been too much, I think, for fans to deal with over the years, and then to get excited for the start of the season, and then have that result against Georgia State. Uh, as the last few days have gone along, there have been fans who have jumped back on and said, "You know what? We need to support this team." Tennessee's senior wide receiver Juwan Jennings had some comments to the media on Tuesday talking about the team will continue to fight and he's going to lead and they're not going to give up. All those things you hope to hear, Juwan Jennings said them and that will get some fans back on board but fans are, they're frustrated because of what happened on Saturday and they're frustrated because because of what has gone on for so long with Tennessee football.
0: Looking at that game in particular against Georgia State, what was the biggest uh, source of consternation for Tennessee fans coming out of that?
1: Yeah, I think, um, I think that's gone a number of different ways. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt is Tennessee's head coach, and he's only been Tennessee's head coach for 13 games. But he is already starting to um, receive a little bit of criticism that you don't typically get this early in your tenure as a coach. And uh, this past weekend, I think, caused a lot of fans to kind of step back and say, you know what, um, uh, along with the conversation of, yeah, when we'll figure out or we'll see when, when they figure th- some things out, then I'll be back on board. They're saying the same thing with the head coach. I think that can kind of go hand-in-hand. Hand. So a lot of it's toward the uh, the coaches. The uh, the quarterback, Jerry Garantano, is a guy who's received some criticism in the past. This is kind of how it goes, isn't it? The head coach will get criticism, the quarterback will get some. <laughs> yeah. The offense coordinator is probably next, but he's only in his second game with Tennessee, Jim Cheney. So give him a little bit of time, and then he would probably hear it from fans. But uh, fans, I think, are frustrated with the coaches overall. They're frustrated with you know, maybe what they had built up is their own expectation only to be let down and then the quarterback as well and there's a little bit of hey do the players have enough heart um, will, they, will they put enough effort to get this turned around that's why hearing Jawan Jennings comment, uh, comments at least make them feel a little better
0: uh, Coming out earlier this week that Coach Pruitt announced two more players have left the program for Tennessee, are Tennessee fans frustrated with that at all or is that just a byproduct of how college football is these days?
1: Well, that's a bit of a mixed conversation. One player is Terrell Bailey, a defensive back, who was not a part of the defensive back rotation, so he leaves because of playing time. With wide receiver Jordan Murphy, that's the one that's a little bit mixed. He also was not playing. He didn't play this past Saturday, was not dressed, but according to Jeremy Pruitt, he was dealing with a sickness, an illness. But also, coming out of the weekend, with Georgia State receiving nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars to play Tennessee, the internets had some fun with that, and there was a tweet that was showing a video, essentially a a meme or whatever, uh, making fun of Tennessee having to pay nine hundred and fifty thousand dollars. He retweeted it and said you can 't tell me this isn 't funny, paraphrasing a little bit, and that was not met well by Tennessee fans are they Are those two situations him transferring in that tweet directly connected?" I don't know, but it has been thrown into the conversation of fans being at least a little bit frustrated or maybe questioning the mindset and the focus of the players. In my opinion, that comes back to the coaching staff. They're the ones that set the tone and the culture within the program. And Jeremy Pruitt talked about how that's in much better shape, and here we are asking about it again.
0: Absolutely. Talking with Josh Ward, host of Locked On Vols right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Josh, let's talk a little bit more about Tennessee as a whole right now. BYU last week, of course, loses for the ninth straight time to Utah. Similar situation almost to University of Tennessee fans, a lot of fan frustration. Where is this team at mentally in your mind?
1: That's an excellent question. I don't know, because we're not just asking the question because of the Georgia State loss. If you go back to the end of last season, Tennessee was blown out by Missouri in the 11th game of the season and then blown out by Vanderbilt. So the players at least had effort issues, and there were some players that we heard didn't want to be there, didn't want to be out uh, playing the final couple of games and didn't want to go to a bowl game. And that's why Jeremy Pruitt talking to the media during the summer at SEC Media Days in July talking about, Uh, strengthening relationships increasing the communication and having players be more comfortable and that was supposed to get them head in the right direction and then you see the players perform the way they did on saturday respond the way that they did and have a senior a fifth-year senior and daryl taylor talk about players not watching enough film not doing enough to prepare and you wonder okay is all that talk we heard in the summer just that talk so i don't know i think we're going to get a pretty good idea this weekend, if Tennessee comes out there and fights against BYU and clearly plays harder, that's a good sign. If Tennessee doesn't, well, maybe we have our answer of uh, what the what the connection is or the lack thereof between the players and the coaches. This is a huge week for Tennessee to figure that out.
0: Josh, uh, it seemed like last week. I've I've watched the game against Georgia State, the film of it, and I I, I took away that it felt like Georgia State was was hell-bent on stopping Tennessee from running the ball and we're going to force Jared Garantano to beat them with his arm. Did you get the same vibe that I did?
1: Yeah, and uh, I think there's a question of how Tennessee will respond. Tennessee has a a number of things they're still trying to work through on the offensive side. The offensive line is a bit of an unknown. They played nine guys on that side of the ball uh, last week on the offensive line with a a rotation that was – a bit confusing. I'm curious to see this week, do they shorten or end the rotation? Do they stick with five or six guys? Uh, their best offensive lineman is Trey Smith. He has come back from blood clots that kept him from being able to practice in full all the way through the off season. He did not start. He played about half the snaps, a little bit less than that. So they're trying to, I think, get the, the offensive line figured out, which I think keeps Tennessee from knowing how much or how effectively they can run the football. Can they protect Garantano, that's a a question out there as well. And then can he go make plays? Uh, Tennessee's quarterback had one game last year where he was terrific. Threw four touchdown passes against Auburn, was a national player of the week that week. But uh, he couldn't put it together consistently. The hope was that now in his third year as a starter, essentially second full-time year as a starter, it would come together and he made mistakes last week. They don't have any power backs either. Uh, How... How confident are they in running the football effectively, consistently against BYU is a question as well. So Tennessee's trying to figure that out. Also, the starter, Ty Chandler, he's a big-time playmaker, had a couple of drops last week with the football, and that can't happen. He lost his playing time in the second half. Let's see if he is more involved this week.
0: On the defensive side of the ball, they struggled to contain Georgia State from running the ball. Uh, the Panthers averaged over four yards per carry. I forget the exact number, but it wasn't a good number for if you're a defensive team, especially an SEC team. Is that the chief concern this week to shore that up on the defensive side of the ball?
1: Yeah, no doubt. And I think they have concerns at every level. The defensive line played poorly last week. Linebackers weren't good enough. Tennessee was without inside linebacker Daniel Batuli. He's a senior. He gets everybody set up. Tennessee had alignment issues before the snap last week a number of times. Batuli should be back this week, coming back from a minor knee injury. If he's out there, that helps the defense. Uh, That makes them deeper. He's probably their best inside linebacker. They have a really talented, true freshman, Henry Toa Toa, who also will be out there probably starting. But uh, they have concern. Can they get pressure on the quarterback? Uh, Do they have enough guys up front who can help slow down the run? Because in the second half, Georgia State just ran at Tennessee. And did so very effectively and the secondary is still young and inexperienced so every level I think has some pretty big questions right now for Tennessee one of Tennessee's starting corners continues to be out because of a suspension and from a personnel standpoint he's a pretty big loss
0: all right Josh last thing for me I guess it's almost a two-parter here any uh, final thoughts from you about Tennessee ahead of this game against BYU and also what can BYU fans expect when they show up to Knoxville and Neyland Stadium
1: Well, starting with Tennessee, uh, a lot of the conversation this week is that we don't know what to expect because a lot of the conversation that we had in July and August leading up to the start of the season uh, did not reflect what we saw from Tennessee's football team, a team that lacked energy. uh, The coaching staff, the way that they were making some of the calls during the game did not show a team that was trying to go out and be aggressive. And I, I get the idea of being vanilla and not showing too much, but when you're trailing at home in the second half against Georgia State, There should be more of a sense of urgency than what we saw. So the big question this week for Tennessee is, how do the Vols respond? Do they play better up front on the lines of scrimmage? Uh, That's on both sides of the ball. That's a big question. I think it will be a good environment. It's a night game. Uh, Fans are no doubt frustrated with what's happened. It's a word I've used a number of times here in this segment. But it really does apply. Still, though, night game, uh, a game that's, I think, a pretty big one with BYU coming to town. There are going to be a lot of BYU fans there. I think it should be a good showing uh, for BYU fans who are traveling in to see the game. I hope that that's the case. I also think it's going to be a pretty good game. I think both teams will probably be better than they were in week one. So um, I would say, fans, uh, if, you're, if you're getting to Knoxville with plenty of time, uh, check out the Volnavy area, a lot of good restaurants, downtown's a fun spot, and then a lot of tailgating on campus all around Neyland Stadium. So there is a lot for BYU fans to take in.
0: Let's just hope another boat doesn't burn down on the Vol Navy this week. How about that?
1: Yeah, that uh, <laughs> that was not a good sign going in. We didn't really realize that it could end up being an omen, or at least we joked that it might be ahead of time, but you know the result at this point.
0: Absolutely. Josh, we can't thank you enough. It's been great having you on over the last couple of weeks, and we're looking forward to the game this weekend.
1: Yeah, same here. Thanks a lot, Jake.
0: There you go, Josh Ward, host of Locked On Vols. Check it out if you're looking for any Vols coverage. He's done a great job. He's had some great interviews this week on the podcast, getting ready for this game against BYU on the Tennessee side of things. So fantastic resource if you're looking to get a deep dive on what the Tennessee Volunteers are dealing with right now. And thanks to him once again for joining us here on the podcast. It was a blast to catch up with him. And I'm looking forward to meeting up with him actually in Knoxville. I'm making the trip to Tennessee and hoping to catch up with him and talk a little bit more. But thanks again to him. It's a very interesting vibe around there. It sounds like uh, if BYU were to go beat Tennessee could have thousands of Tennessee fans checking out on the season and man what would that be like I understand that BYU fans probably would check out if they were to lose on the road I really do feel like BYU's got a sneaky good chance in this game to really go down there and establish themselves because Georgia State like we talked about yesterday really laid a roadmap of how BYU can beat this team and it sounds like Josh Ward's not really disputing that we'll see what Tennessee what kind of fight they've got come Saturday there in Knoxville all right we'll take up our penultimate timeout here in just a minute, come back, catch up on everything else going on in BYU Sports. Before we do that, though, do need to tell you about uh, one of today's sponsors on the podcast, and that is our good friends at MyBookie. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Well, duh, of course you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I would go to My Bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay you when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. I'm a guy, guys, that works in sports media I have a lot of people ask me hey what's what's this game going to go like they want that kind of inside edge some inside information on a game to be honest with you I'm not the best when it comes to this but my bookie if you think you are the best they can help you win money do the smart thing if you're going to bet this football bet with my bookie do you know how you could bet on games after kickoff if the by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose you can always just take the other side they have in game prop bets that you can use with my bookie join now and my bookie will double your first Deposit. All you got to do is use the promo code Locked On to activate the offer. That's promo code Locked On. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. That's my bookie, proud partner of Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, guys, we'll get back to Locked On Cougars here in just a minute. Wanted to take a minute and talk to you today about Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is, of course, an online ticket event marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that will last them a lifetime. I had some family members that went and saw Elton John here at Vivint Smart Home Arena last night here in Salt Lake City. It was an incredible show, had a great time. Well, guess what? You can do the same. You can get your favorite seats to your favorite events, sports, theater, or just music, anything you're looking for by using the Vivid Seats app. And right now, they have a brand new program called the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program, which rewards you by giving you cash back or credit back for the seats you purchased through the Vivid Seats app. With reward statuses ranging from MVP to Hall of Famer, customers can earn up from 10% up to 16% credit on all of their purchases through their app for this month. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled into the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program and will enjoy credit on all of their purchases as part of the vivid seats rewards program of course all vivid seats confirmed orders are backed up by their 100 guarantee guys and right now if you go use that app enter the promo code kickoff at checkout to receive a discount of up to 100 get out for the night enjoy the events you would like to and get yourself some money back and as well as some credit back for the be purchasing by using the vivid seats rewards loyalty program and the vivid seats app as we close out today's edition of Locked on Cougars, I have to admit, I screwed up yesterday. I've got myself all revved up this week. I'm excited to get out to Knoxville. I leave tomorrow, and I had myself all screwed up thinking yesterday was Thursday, so I know I told you guys yesterday that the BYU doTERRA Classic was beginning for BYU Women's Volleyball. Well, that was wrong. My bad. It starts today, actually, as BYU will be hosting a four-team tournament at the Smith Fieldhouse. Weber State and Sam Houston State will kick things off at 4 o'clock Mountain Time. Uh, That'll be at the Smith Fieldhouse and be streamed on the WCC network online. BYU will play in the nightcap tonight, taking on LIU. That's Long Island University. At 7 o'clock Mountain Time at Smith Fieldhouse. LIU 0-3 on the year, so BYU has a good chance of picking up a win there. And, of course, they'll continue that action on into tomorrow. So best of luck to the women's volleyball program as they try to get back on the right side of things after that upset loss to Marquette last week on their home floor. One other note for you before we go today is the West Coast Conference coaches have chose number two ranked BYU men's cross country and the number six ranked women's cross country teams to repeat as conference champions in their annual preseason poll, which was released earlier this week. The BYU men's team received 64 votes along with eight first place votes, while the women's team had 81 votes and nine votes for first place. So kind of funny to see the men's team actually get less votes, even though they're the higher ranked team nationally than the women. I I get that the coaches, they're picking how they want, but kind of funny to see that. The men's team has won five straight WCC titles along with seven in the last eight years, while the women have won the 2018 title, their first conference championship since 2014. So best of luck to the women's and men's cross country teams this year. year. Both top 10 programs. The men's team trying to dethrone long time number one Northern Arizona this year. Probably face some long odds to do that, but I think they'll be up for the challenge. They'll be trying to do what they can do. BYU returns five men's runners from last year's squad that made all WCC in the preseason team. Jacob Heslington, Zach Zach Jacklin, excuse me, Braden McClellan, Connor Mance, and Clayson Shumway. The women's team boasts six preseason all WCC Selections in Erica Burke Jarvis, Anna Camp Bennett, Aubrey Frethenway are all of the Excuse me, Olivia Hoge, Sarah Musselman, and Courtney Waymans. Best of luck to all of the athletes and the men's and women's cross-country teams as they get their season going here next week with the BYU Autumn Classic. Of course, the women's team already went to Hawaii and won the Big Wave Invitational last weekend. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Have a great rest of your Thursday whenever you hear this. Be back tomorrow. We'll do more of a deep dive preview on Tennessee. Get you ready for that game on Saturday. Excited that it's here. The college football season is one of a kind, and I can't enjoy it more than I already am. And I hope you guys are enjoying it as well. Follow the show on social media: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Locked on Cougars. Drop me a note: Locked on BYU at gmail.com if you'd like to do that. And make sure to check out all of our great sponsors on today's show: our good friends at Deseret First Credit Union, my bookie, No House Advantage, as well as Vivid Seats. Until tomorrow, this has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for September fifth, twenty. 19.